For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 245 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And I'm not freaking out, man. You're freaking out. You're freaking out, man. I'm not stressed out. You're stressed out, man. Uh, how, how has your week been going, buddy? I can't complain. A little isolation. Never hurt anybody. Yes. In fact, most would say, at least at this point, it's helping somebody. Helping someone you don't even know. And probably a whole lot of people you do. Yep. So, uh, we got some pretty big stuff to talk about this week. I was not expecting there to be necessarily any big Star Wars news. But, uh, I'll be damned couple things popped up and uh some of them pretty cool so that's what we're going to be talking about this week uh and we're going to be hearing from you guys of course because you're awesome and you guys um interact with us and you send us messages and voicemails and things so we'll be getting to those um and so on and so forth so before we do all that, if you enjoy our podcast, how about you like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blueharvestpodcast. Email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can send in all your emails and voice messages, those things we just talked about. Um, follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at blueharvestpod. Check out our new YouTube channel, which has a fancy new intro video. Thanks to our buddy, Nick Woythayer. Thaler. It's absolutely incredible. It is incredible. Uh, it, it is way cooler than my horrible mispronunciation of that man's name. But you got to check it out. It's awesome. He emailed me a couple weeks back and said, Hey, I think I might be able to whip up a little something, something for your YouTube channel. And I said, Yeah, buddy, I, I love that. And little did I know how kick ass it would turnout so 
you want to see that intro video, well, we just posted maybe a little meme, a, a little compilation of some dumb Star Wars videos I've been doing over the last few weeks, and Nick's video kicks it all off. So They're not out. dumb. I've got to see them as they were created. <laughs> I, My one from today, I'm legitimately proud of. You should be. Uh, so yeah, check us out. All you have to do is search for Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast on Twitter, or not Twitter, on YouTube. We'll pop up. Uh, you can subscribe, all those type of things. Or just check out the notes on this podcast. There'll be a handy link that you can just uh, boop, boop, click, and it'll take you right there. And if you really enjoy our goofy little Star Wars podcast and want to support us, you can through our Patreon uh, which is patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. We post all kinds of bonus shows. In fact, moments before hitting record, I posted the newest episode of Masters of Harvest Cossie with me and King Tom. Uh, that's up now for your enjoyment, so check that out. Uh, we've got Star Wars Year by Podcast. We've got Cooking with Will, Oh No, It's Hall Solo, Jaws, Podula Rasa, uh, Steve versus the prequels, Blue Harvest Adventures. I feel like I'm missing some other stuff, but it's all there. And you can enjoy it. And hey, if you're sitting around and you're like, damn, I've listened to everything. And you haven't listened to the Blue Harvest Patreon? Well, you ain't listened to everything. I bet you there's at least something you'll like. We put a lot of work into it and have some really amazing people that join us for that. So check it out once again patreon.com slash blue harvest podcast and big thanks to our patreon supporters you guys are the best what have you been up to buddy i know you mentioned a little isolation a little hanging out the house but anything of note to no uh, man i've been i've been uh just doing stupid stuff like making dinner and ain't i made brownies I roasted some potatoes, you know, like nothing incredibly complicated, basic stuff. Made pizza dough from scratch with Greek yogurt and self-rising flour. Just, you know, rinky dink. (laughs) I got to say, if there has been one bright spot into this whole thing, it has been amazing home-cooked meals by one Miss Jessie McGarity. Oh, I can only imagine. Uh, So tonight, we kept it kind of simple. Spicy beef ramen and grilled cheese. Hey, I ain't going to hate on it. It's been forever since I've had instant ramen. And I was like, this shit is delicious. It sounds good. It's probably been since we lived together in Starkville since I've had ramen. Oh, wow. And I used to make the crazy ramen. Yeah. And then uh, yesterday, barbecue chicken, mashed potatoes, and spinach couscous. Delicious. The food's so nice, they named it twice. Yeah. So, and that is just the tip of the iceberg. Pork tenderloin, delicious. So, that has been definitely one bright spot. It's one of those things where I'm like, well, (laughs) with all this barrage of bad news, ain't had a single day where I've been like, oh, here's a little good news in a little while. Uh, I'm always, my fat ass is always like, yeah, but dinner's going to be good. (laughs) <laughs> dinner's only about four hours away and that shit's gonna be good i can fill my belly to drown my sorrows oh boy have i 
You know what I do every morning when I wake up? After the depressing, oh, let's check the phone and see if the, you know, things are getting any better. Oh, you know what it's then then it's time for? A giant bowl of cereal. <laughs> and we're not talking a bowl. We're talking the mixing bowl with half the box of cereal. <laughs> Uh, today I had because uh, you know like I you know there were, we had a little bit of uh, what was it Whole Foods peanut butter puffs left wow and we had some chocolate Cheerios so I said you know what those sound like they'd go together well let's do a little experimentation and I was right they were awesome so yeah that's uh, that's what I've been up to you know uh working as much as I can and uh, just eating shit, man. I'll be eating like a hobbit. Breakfast, second Second breakfast. Second breakfast. Elevensies. Lunch, supper, dinner. Anyways, gonna have to get back on track once things get to some semblance of normalcy, but I'll worry about uh, that. I'm a fat guy, right? But I really need that gym to open back up. I'm going to tell you what. I hear you, buddy. And I I got some dumbbells at the house, and my arms are looking good. But the gut ain't doing nothing. Like, I got the big, (laughs) I'm like the anime guy with the the guns and then the big pot belly with the giant battle axe. I, uh, it's kind of weird today. I was thinking, man, you definitely got to get back on the diet when things get back to normal a little bit and then i was like damn is it weird that i'm looking forward to getting back on the diet because then like things will be normal again you know what i mean it'll be like a sign like oh okay gotta get back on the diet i'm not constantly stressing granted i know i could be on the diet while this is going on but come on man could but it's also not necessarily cheap no like doing a ketogenic diet you you know potatoes cheap Mm -hmm. beans and rice cheap Mm -hmm. you know pasta cheap like all of these complex carbohydrates that last you know for long periods of time in a pantry during a time of crises are carbohydrate rich you know right right and i'm here to report the animals while a couple of them do seem pretty stoked that we're home a couple of them seem kind of annoyed that they don't get their free time can y'all just get the hell up out of here why are y'all home so damn much? We were gone for like, I don't know, an hour. Jesse's sister picked up a couple of things for us from Sam's the other day. And we rode out to pick those up real quick and come back home. And when we came back home, the cats were visibly annoyed. Like, what the? What? You guys weren't gone at all. So. Giving you the annoyed meow. I was like, <laughs> not again. <laughs> well, anyways, I hope you guys out there are doing well. Staying as sane as possible. Finding little ways here and there to escape. And uh, take your mind off everything. So uh, let's uh, let's talk about some stuff that's one of my favorite ways to escape. In good times or bad. Let's talk about some Star Wars. We uh we had a pretty big one last week. Once again, the day after we record this drops, 
which is I'm totally fine with. If they want to, if big Star Wars news wants to break the day after we record, that's fine. Because I'm just jonesing for Star Wars news. Well, this one's pretty big. It was uh, originally uh, reported by Peter Scaretta, I believe is how you say his name, at Slash Film. Rosario Dawson to appear as Ahsoka Tano in The Mandalorian Season 2. What's funny is I think we, we called, not called it, but like, I believe we had a caller be a writer be like, who would you get to play Ahsoka Tano? And I think both of us were like, Rosario Dawson seems pretty good. Yeah, and and I don't think that was necessarily an original idea from either of us because that is much like it, it, if this does turn out to be true, and it's seemingly all but officially confirmed at this point, um, it's one of those bits of cast like fan casting that's been going on for a while. I compare it to how for a couple years leading up to the solo casting announcements, people were like, oh, Donald Glover should play young Lando. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know and then it about. happened. This is in some it's ways... One of those. Yeah, very simple. I've seen a lot of people talking about this. Rosario Dawson herself over the past couple of years has mentioned that she'd love to play that character and play that role. Well, it's funny is that Ashley Eckstein like, did a tweet or whatever where I was like, I can neither confirm nor deny, you know... I can tell you I'm not involved. Right. And then some people were hoping that maybe Rosario Dawson would portray the character and that she would do the voiceover. I got to tell you, I'm not looking forward to that. I'd rather Rosario Dawson just do it. I, who, uh, so I, we've talked about it many times. You know, I've talked about how, like, you know, there's a good chance Ahsoka in live action could look a little weird. Um, I guess this is really going to be put to the test. Right. You know? And I've always said that it's, you know, for people that really want Ahsoka in live action and are really attached to Ashley Eckstein portraying that character, they should probably set themselves up for a little bit of disappointment because it's highly unlikely that that would be the case. And I think we're seeing that here. I, <laughs> I'll be honest, having a live action, you know, having somebody portray the character and then another person provide the voice might come off a little weird. That's what I'm saying. And it would remove me from this, you know, the, I don't know the, the believability, I guess the relatability. Now in the interest of fairness, it's not like we haven't experienced that before in star Wars, you know, David Prowse portrays Darth Vader. James Earl Jones does the voice. Well, little that's different. A a faceless masked performance exactly. where you can't see any of the facial cues or features. Ray Park portraying Maul in Solo, Sam Witwer doing the voice. But we're talking, once again, what, 10 seconds? And one line. You know, a couple of lines. Uh, Darth uh, Ray Park didn't do Darth Maul's voice in The Phantom Menace. So it's not like it's never happened in Star Wars. It, it happens all the time in Star Wars. But I do feel like there might be some weird disconnect, especially if it was a character, like you said, an, a, not a masked character who was featured a little more prominently. And I wonder, mm -hmm. is the time right for her to be referred to as Fulcrum? Will they call her, you think? Well, 
So she was, she's definitely at this point in the timeline been Fulcrum because that was during Rebels, right? Right. So, you know, could they use that? I, you know, I, I would imagine it's possible. I just I think it would be cool. It would be cool. I just don't know if that sort of protocol is in place anymore at this time, you know? You mean like continuity kind of thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, the rebellion isn't so much isn't around anymore, so the need for a secret code name for this character isn't necessarily there. But uh, some sort of reference to her being Fulcrum could be very cool. My question about the timeline is, <coughs> oh no, is is this post her and Sabine leaving to find Ezra, or is this before that? Because we don't necessarily know when Sabine and Ahsoka head off. Right, and so at the end of Rebels, they kind of make like, this is going to be a quest. They could Mm -hmm. be gone for years. Right. You know, either they haven't left on that quest yet, or they found Ezra, you know, really damn quick. Quicker than they thought they were going to. Yeah, all we know is that that's post-Return of the Jedi that they leave on their quest. It's not been specified when post-Return of the Jedi. If it's, you know, immediately say after the battle of Jakku when the empire empire is really defeated that Ahsoka and Sabine feel like the raccoon just ran by that way did he really he heard you recording he was like i can't be missed on this episode he just ran by that way i saw it out of the corner of my eye and i turned huh? i turned and i saw his little stripy tail raccoon live raccoon update um so yeah, that that'll be interesting to see. Now, since that's come out, we've had other sort of entertainment publications back up this report, Hollywood Reporter, Variety, Deadline who are seemingly less and less reliable every day. They're kind of fucking shady. <laughs> um cuz when it came out, I sent you the article and was like, is this for real or is somebody just getting their hopes up? So Peter who reported on it seemingly feels that it's real and has his information backed up by more than one source. So it's it's seeming like it's pretty solid. Um, until there's official confirmation, you know, I don't know that we can take it 100%, without a, you know, without... Without some, a dose of skepticism. Right. But, you know, it's one of those where there's smoke, there's fire type situations where a lot of people are reporting on it and seem pretty solid on it um and i the another thing i can't remember who reported this bit of information is that they feel from what they understand she's not showing up as a series regular so or you know we're probably talking more than a cameo but not necessarily you know a main character in the series she's not going to be the new cara dune uh but they also mentioned that from what they understand, this is being set up to maybe feature Ahsoka in her own live-action series. Oh, that would be... Tight. Now, that would be tight, and it would be fitting to end the Ahsoka storyline. Not that I want Ahsoka to end, but I'm. can she be around when The Force Awakens happens? And I say no, I like the gut reaction is no, but like we all said she couldn't be around when a new hope happened. I know. And, and Dave she Filoni, was. 
Dave Filoni, much like life, finds a way to keep gotcha, bitch. to keep Ahsoka around. Now, you know, she's gotta. I don't want to say gotta because once again, she outlived Vader, dog. She's got to be gone by Revenge, uh, Return of the Rise of the Rise of Skywalker. Sorry, she's got to be gone by the Rise of Skywalker because Ray hears her voice along with all the other Force ghosts. Right, and, and I it's know all about the Jedi that have come before me. Right, and I know, I know, Dave Filoni. Come on, get off your high horse with your hat. You cowboy. Baloney, baloney. <laughs> I know that Yoda spoke to Ezra when before Yoda was dead and all these things, but come on, man. Character's got to go at some point. So my gut feeling says that she's, she probably has passed on by the rise of Skywalker. Um, she became a force grandma. At some point, we really do have to ask the question, how is it that she is completely off the table for all this big shit that goes on in the live action movie? There is galaxy changing shit going on and she's like, <laughs> not my problem. Well, that okay. is not my fight. Okay, so she's not around during Revenge of the Sith. Well, we've got, we're getting an explanation for that, right? She's not around during the original trilogy. Well, it's because she's traipsing around in the world between worlds and is stuck on... Uh, Malachor, you know and what I mean. Organizing the rebellion, you know. And yeah, right before a new hope. So, like, okay, we've had this explained. You can't keep being like, well, so she's not in the sequel trilogy because she really needed. She was a new busy. <laughs> she was like, real busy, guys. She was doing other things. She was holding the galaxy together on her end. She was making the unknown regions the known regions. So, uh, but yeah, if if that turns out and Ahsoka gets her own uh, live action series, we are potentially in for a load of Ahsoka content. We've got these last two arcs of the Clone Wars, which are seemingly very Ahsoka heavy, right? We've got her showing up in the Mandalorian, potentially. We've got the sort of sequel animated series to Rebels that the guys over at Kessel Run Transmissions have been talking about over the last couple of uh, months. And a live action Ahsoka series. That is a lot of Ahsoka content. And I think that's awesome because I really like the character. It's one of Jesse's favorite Star Wars characters. Mm -hmm. So for in another way, that excites me because that's something she can get real excited about. You know what I mean? All of a sudden in my mind, I'm like, oh, if they did a young Ahsoka flashback, would they use Hayden Christensen or like oh. Matt Lanter, Lartner, Lanterner? You use Hayden Christensen. I mean, that's why I, what I feel. I mean, there, there could be the argument that he looks too old, but the man still looks young as hell. Like, he pretty much looks like he did. Yeah, and put like one of those Instagram filters on his ass and bing, bang, boom, we're good to go. I was about to say, you young up Johnny Depp and you can young up Jeff Bridges, you know. If it makes you happy, you can remove some eye wrinkles. Yeah. You, I mean, he would be fine. Yeah. Put him in the long hair and nobody would know the difference. Like, clean shaven with the long shaggy hair. Got done. So I Nobody think would be like, he's 10 years older. I think that's really exciting. I think that's a really exciting prospect of getting a live action Ahsoka. You know, we'll see how it goes. I'm still a little 
not I wouldn't say worried, but I do wonder what that character design will look like in live action. You know, because you know, and granted It's about to me specifically it's about how much the headpiece and the head tails move around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I don't need her to be anchored to her scalp or something, but like in in the other you know, I know we've seen other characters uh, of her species in live action, but it's been very quick. You know what I mean? Is, is Shakti quick. one of her race? I believe Shakti is a Togruta. I think that's what her race is. Um, regardless, I think it's great. I think it's awesome for, you know, Clone Wars fans to be getting a live action version of Ahsoka, which I know a lot of people have wanted. You know, I've seen some... Uh, you know, sort of like going back and forth about the casting, but I think at this point it's it's if this is true, it's a done deal. Like that season's done shooting, so you know, uh, it is what it is. She's she's Ahsoka. She's in it or she's not. Like. Right. Um. Now, can I just say, love Ahsoka. She's one of my favorites. I would say, you know, I I'm not a man that likes making lists. But somewhere in my top 15 Star Wars characters, Ahsoka's probably in there somewhere. You know what I mean? Love the mm -hmm. character. She's getting <laughs> two arcs in the Clone Wars. Fuck yeah. One of them's the Siege of Mandalore. I know where this is going. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, a Rebel sequel series that you know is potentially going to deal with her and Sabine off looking for Rebels. Fuck Great. yeah. I'm fascinated in that story. Great. Wonderful. Uh, appearance in the Mandalorian season two, give it to me. Excellent. Uh, bring it on. Uh, a solo series, live action with Ahsoka, easy money. I'll stay up till 2 a.m. every Thursday night to see new episodes. But can I get a goddamn Boba Fett something another at some point? I ain't I even knew. wanting all I this. I knew that's where we were headed. I was like, Haas is going to be like, you going to put Ahsoka in season two? And I ain't heard a damn thing about no Boba Fett. Not one motherfucking word. And this week, they teased me with the wasted 1313 stuff that would have been a playable Boba Fett. It, doesn't that just piss in your Cheerios? I mean, look, I don't, I'm not a selfish man. I don't want the two animated series and two live action appearances of Boba Fett. I'll be happy with just one. And I know deep in my fucking mind grapes and in my heart that... You know the guy in the Spurs is Boba Fett. I know it. So, you know it. Just like I know it. But how long is that going to take to pay off? That could be the third season. Am I going to be dead before it happens? <laughs> Am I going to get corona and die before I get to see Boba Fett and the Mandalorian? Maybe. You know? And if that happens, I want all you guys, when it... When it happens and he shows up in season two of The Mandalorian, I want people defending me on social media, being like, Hall's called this. From the second his feet showed up. R.I.P. Big Papa, Hall's called this. You want some more Mandalorian 2 season, season 2 casting? Hit me. Uh, then... Making Star Wars reports, Michael Bean, John Connor himself. Not just John Connor, Hicks from Aliens. And other things. He's done other things. 
Those are my two. <laughs> those are my two. If you're listening right now, we're sorry. We know you have other things. Look, when you play John Connor and Hicks, your your life is a win situation. You won you're the game. Immortalized to us that way. Yeah. So Michael Bean is going to be in season two of The Mandalorian. I love it. Bring him on. Apparently, it's possibly going to be some sort of old bounty hunter associate of Din Djarin, the Mando. Um, Dengar Roth. I thought that's what you were about to say. I was like, no. no. And then I was like, oh, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian. Din Djarin. I'm, I'm so used to calling him the Mandalorian or the Mando that like I got to get better about his actual name. This week... Um, Old Steve Cobra and I started playing Final Fantasy fourteen together. Oh it's like boy. it's the uh, MMO version of Final Fantasy. What do you think my character's name is? Dinjarin. Jackpot. I have one other Final Fantasy uh fourteen character. You know what that character's name is? Uh uh Cara Dune? Nope, Tar Vizla. Tar Vizla. I did not Ugh. know. I did not know Cara Dune's name. That's a, that's, that's, that's a character I created a couple years ago. Oh, okay. The first time I played. So, yeah. Michael Bean in The Mandalorian. Fucking sign me up. I'm stoked. I know there's another like pretty big movie that I'm forgetting that Michael Bean was part of. Big movie or TV show. Here, I'll look it up for you. I hope I'm saying his name right. Is it Bane or Bean? Oh, ooh, Navy Seals. He was in Navy Seals. He was in Tombstone. He was in The Rock. He was in Megiddo, the Omega Code 2. He was in... He wasn't John Connor. He was Kyle Reese. That's right. I'm a fucking idiot. This whole John time, Connor's dad. This whole time, people have been like, oh, yeah, he was real important to you in Terminator, wasn't he? <laughs> wasn't he? Right? Right? Oh, yeah, can't even get his character right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Kyle Maybe Reese. This, Tombstone, The Rock, Planet Terror. The Seventh Sign, which is a good movie. Yeah. The Abyss. Yep. Man, James Cameron, he likes that dude. Likes that guy. Yeah. Um, American Dragons. I don't know what that is. Kyle Reese is like the perfect example of a paradox. Like the time travel grandfather paradox. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. How did John Connor exist? Before Kyle Reese was sent back in time to basically create him. Because that's always how it went. Because that's always how it went. Yeah. Which means it's a loop. Like, time is a loop. Well, it is. When Skynet goes online, creates Judgment Day, starts creating endoskeletons and covering them in a flesh-like substance. You know what that I mean? It creates the Terminator. Then John Connor always has to send Kyle Reese back. Or his existence is erased. Like that means when Kyle, when John Connor meets Kyle Reese, like he knows. Yeah, he's like, yo, this is my dad. He's like, hey, I need you to do something. I need you to go make me and die. I know that's a big (laughs) ask. He's like, I need you to go do something for me, Kyle. Kyle, Kyle, listen to me. You ever been interested in time travel? 
Did you ever see Back to the Future? Well, I need you to go back in time and fuck my mom. <laughs> Real end of the world style. She's Linda Hamilton. She's nothing to, to like shake your head out, Kyle. No, no. I got a picture of her holding a shotgun in a tank top with some aviators on. Looking and, mad as hell. <clears throat> she's look, she's gonna be a little bit of a different lady when you meet her. She's a waitress. She she has a friend who smokes cigarettes and chews gum at the same time. I don't know why that always stuck out to me in the first Terminator that um, It would make your gum ash flavored. <laughs> right. Right. Salcana. Alright. Uh you wanna talk about the Clone Wars? Yup. What'd you think? Uh, you know. It's good. Mm-hmm. Not bad. It was nice. Kind of wasted was... as Ahsoka's first episode. You know, I think this is just one of those things we're going to have to get used to is the first episode of these arcs is that is exactly that. It's the first chapter in a four-chapter story. You know, it, it inter- reintroduces us to Ahsoka, shows us what she's doing, introduces us to the people she's going to be palling around with and having adventures with in this arc. She has been so capable and so gung-ho. Like, I get the sense of loss. Like, Ahsoka is hurt, and she's lost, and she's still, she's trying to reset her moral compass after being, you know, betrayed by her school, basically. Yeah, and I want to know when this takes place and it seems immediately. Right? That's what it seemed like to me, is it takes seems place. like she in... just left the temple. Like, she went and go got her denim onesie on yeah. and her cowboy boots and was like, all right, let me buy this bike, too, and I'm headed to the underground. I don't know if it's just the setting of the Coruscant underground with, like, all the neon lighting and things, but I thought this episode looked really good. Like it looked. Oh, it looked fantastic. Even better than the previous four episodes, which I thought were no slouches, but this seemed even better in quality. And I don't know if I'm just crazy or I just like the setting. Uh, it was cool to see 1313. Um, you know, this is one of those things we knew was part of the plan was that 1313 was going to be incorporated into the Clone Wars, but we just never got it. Yeah. Um, and it makes, you know, the cancellation of that game even sadder because it would have been this really neat sort of like interwoven story about this one location in Star Wars where we see it during the Clone Wars and then see it in the game and so on and so forth. <clears throat> What'd you think about uh, Trace and her sister, the two new characters they introduced? Okay, I dig Trace. She seems too pure to exist on this level in the underground. Her sister seems to fit right in. Her sister seems Machiavellian enough that she fits in the underworld, right? And Trace seems too good-natured to have been there this long, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, I mean, I like her. She's very capable. She's very kind. You know, she's very caring. Yeah, I like the character a lot. I'll tell you this. It, there's a small subset of very angry YouTube boys that it's upsetting. Why is that? Because it's a lady and she's got like, I don't know. An oh, I knew people were, people are going to ship them no matter what, you know. No, like, not that they were shipping them. That they, they were mad. They that were she like, was a girl. 
Right, and that like I don't oh. know, her she was designed a certain. I don't know. These people make no sense. What's wrong with a capable mechanic woman? I mean, <sighs> I mean, what's wrong with that? I have no problem with it. You're asking the wrong dude, my dude. Because you know, there's lots of capable mechanic women in Star Wars, if you really think about it. Uh, and in the real world, like, yeah, and, uh, and obviously in the they're real looking. World. These dudes are looking for anything to be mad at Star Wars about. It started off, they were mad at the Bad Batch arc because I guess in the animatic version that was shown off, I guess on StarWars.com or at conventions or something, there's a scene where Anakin is going to like a clone gunship with the clones. And you know how in like World War II they would have like the pinup ladies painted on the sides of bombers you know what i'm talking about well i guess there was a scene where anakin notices that there's a pinup lady painted on the side of this clone gunship and it's padme and they oh wow that's kind of rough they took that out of the final episode and like once again a very small subset we're not talking like a large you know, group of people, but they were people like, they're ruining Clone Wars. It's not what it was originally supposed to be. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of glad they took that out. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily want to see pinup Padme. I don't want to see Anakin see pinup Padme, you know, well, like, and then we, it really becomes clear when you look at the way this season is set up and the ground it's covering Padme is not getting a lot of screen time. You know what I mean? It, it, it's it's just the nature of it. We got that one. I think that's why they drove that nail home in the beginning of that episode where they were having their private conversation. Right, and I think that might have been a new yeah. addition from the old version. I can't say that for cer- certain, but you don't want one of the few times you see Padme in this last season of Clone Wars as her as a pimp. Like it makes total sense, but. Try telling that to a fucking internet shitbag, you know? That's not... But, um, we'll see. Tell Uh, them to... Oh, well, never mind. I thought the, uh, I thought the action and stuff in this episode, solid. With the droid was, like, some sort of band version of the load lifter. Yeah, uh, the... What is it, bionic load lifter? No. Mm -hmm. It's something binary, binary load lifters. There you go. A banned version of the binary load lifters. Yes. And that something there was a little odd. Like, I'm not sure what they were getting reprogrammed for from, you know what I'm saying? Like, were they violent bruisers that now needed to be load lifters or they need to be muscle now and they need restraining i don't know i didn't really get what they were doing i get they were being reprogrammed i guess it doesn't matter from what or for what you know but like i don't know things like that ground me in the you know now it's just a faceless job it was just a job just a job that trace's (laughs) sister skeezily had i uh... owns a droid shop and doesn't work on any droids like I don't like this bitch. I don't like her. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, we've only seen one episode with her. You know, she. I don't like that. I mean, I, well, on one hand, like, I get it. Like, she owes this debt to these skeevy gangsters in 1313. She's trying to pay it off. But I don't like that she's like, 
Who cares if they use these droids to hurt people? I've, you know, I got to pay off this debt. Um, but it's also, um, one of those things that's, that's kind of how Star Wars goes, you know, like you have your shady characters and you have those of strong moral fiber and those who are not. Yeah. And there's always been sort of this through line in Star Wars of characters that do what they got to do to get by. You know, like you were a smuggler, you were a scavenger. Exactly. We gotta do this all day. Exactly. So, it's it's definitely not out of line with Star Wars by any means. But I happen to personally enjoy, I guess you could say, a little more two dimensional characters or one dimensional that are the good guys. Um, and that's not to say that we won't see some sort of change in character from that character. You really got to imagine that over these throughout this arc that character will go one of two ways. She'll either go more bad and it'll be sort of tragic and, you know, possibly put trace in a compromising position with whatever decision she has to make about her sister guaranteed, or she starts going towards the good side of things. To me, they are direct reflections of Ahsoka's conflict. I mean, between, in between her good nature and her dark nature. She has a bunch of paths set before her at the moment. Oh, that reminds me. When she beats up those thugs and Trace is like, where did you learn that? And she's like, my big brother taught me. That was very kind of, kind of sweet. I like that quite a lot. I like that quite a lot, that little reference to Anakin. And I think that'll make the payoff of when they see each other again towards the end of the season. I think that'll make it even better, you know? You know, I I hate to say this. My favorite part of the episode is her outfit and the speeder bike. If that makes sense, like I really like the denim cover, the denim bell bottom coverall. Yeah, with the what is quite <laughs> obviously like cowboy boots. They're like brown square toed leather boots with a heel in the back. Like, yeah, I thought that was cool. It's too. just badass. Like she would look badass riding down the highway in her hover bike and shit. Yeah, I thought that that was cool and. It just reminds me of like how, you know, early on in the Clone Wars, characters were very static in their design. You know, like Soka wore the questionable tube top and shit, and Anakin and Obi Wan looked the same. And then as the show went on, that's when we get like the action figure variants. Is like Ahsoka's outfit changes and looks a little cooler, and yeah. you know, like we see different designs for everybody and. You know, I don't think she's going to be rocking that same outfit come the Siege of Mandalore. And that's, I mean, it's just cool that they they have more wiggle room with that. That they don't have to, for budget or whatever reasons, stick to now, one design for these characters throughout a season. I don't remember what her clothes look like in Rebels. But wasn't Very it cool. like, wasn't it robe-like? Wasn't it, I mean, not Jedi robes, but wasn't, I mean, wasn't it like a, oh... I can't, what's the word, uh, a tunic maybe even? Yeah, it, to me her, uh, and this is always sort of my go-to description, but it, her look in Rebels to me is sort of samurai-like in a way. Yeah, which is very, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I, her Rebels outfit design is my favorite. I think it's the coolest looking one. And don't even get me started when she's got the badass white robe and stuff in the epilogue. Uh, yeah. I think that's just real cool. 
Absolutely. <clears throat> I wonder if that's what she'll look like in in Mandalorian. Who knows? I mean, with she with... probably won't look that way until she embraces the like the Jedi Force balance or whatever. When um, not even Jedi, but like the balance of the Force. When it comes to the Mandalorian, you know, flashbacks were such a big part of the first season that, as far as we know, we could be looking at a flashback featuring featuring Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, since she's there for the Siege of Mandalore. Like, could we end up seeing something from this last seasons of season of Clone Wars portrayed in live action through a flashback? I don't know, but I'd say it's cool. a possibility. I Even her her final confrontation with Anakin, you know, that is a flashback. Oh, that would be cool. That means we'd get live action Vader again. Yeah, with a busted eye yeah. eye piece. They better keep those eyebrows. <laughs> why is that such a sticking point for you and I? You know why it's such a sticking point is because, well, for me, it's because I am a very accepting person when it comes to the special editions you know what i mean like i'm like all right uncle george that's what you want to do to your movies that's fine am i a huge fan of (laughs) of all of it no but george went through such pains to get rid of sebastian shaw's eyebrows and change his eye color to match hayden christensen in in that uh it wasn't even this you know the original special editions i guess it was the DVD release uh, is when they changed his eye color and got rid of his eyebrows. Like he made such a point of that, that then to see that same character in animation with the eyebrow, I'm like, Oh, look, man, I accept this shit, but you guys got to follow up on it. (laughs) All right. It'd be like some reference to Han shooting first somewhere down the line. Like, no, 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 no. You made a whole big point that he didn't shoot first. Oh, uh, buddy, that's already happened. They did that in Solo. They did. That I just put that back together. I went back. I was like, he made a point that Han had to shoot first. He made him shoot first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He sure did. He sure did. I'm going to be pissed off all night now. Shaw did that, goat. Shaw did that, goat. You want to do some voicemails and some emails? I would love to. All right, let me get a little Diddy queued up and then, not not Diddy, D-I-D-D-Y, Ditty, D-I-T-T-Y. And then we'll hear from King Tom and he'll kick it off as he always does. So we'll be right back. Kia D, Cockhead, the only Jedi master who can crash box. Kia D, Cockhead, running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a big Syrian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kia D, Cockhead, to stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kia D. Cockhead, what you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be plumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead, 
Here That's we go. Thirsty Luna. It is. Luna's having a little water in the middle of the podcast. She started off drinking. We started the podcast with a thirsty Luna. She's like, I got to start every segment. That's a good girl. All right. Here we go. Uh, King Tom, let's hear what he has to say. Hey there, Haas and Will. Right now, it feels like. We're going to be waiting a long time for all of this Rivas Skywalker extra material that they made for the movie, but cut out at the last minute. We know there was plenty. There's all these parts of the book, the novelization, the excellent novelization, I might add, by Ray Carson, uh, that some were part of the movie and planned by J.J., and I think the editor at one point said that originally one of the early cuts was three hours, and I don't know why they felt they had to have the movie a certain time because there was a lot more that they could have put in there. Anyway, it's going to be a while before we officially see any of this stuff. And normally I'd say that's a bummer, but I have something for you. I can't tell you exactly how, but I I will say that it involved an essay contest, a Master Code Breaker lookalike, and a $20 bill with J.J. Abrams' name on it. But I was able to secure... The early cut of the Jedi voice is seen from The Rise of Skywalker. And it's audio only. And because of that, I feel like Blue Harvest, because it's everyone's favorite Star Wars podcast, that Blue Harvest is the best place to share this with the public. Oh, shit. So, uh, you know, if if Lucasfilm finds me, this may be my last voicemail to you guys. Uh, But I, I want to share it with you, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Here you go. Final steps, Ray. Rise and take them. Ray. 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 My friend, the Zephyr. Ray. Ray. <laughs> the balance, Ray, as I did. Impossible. The Sith have been extinct for a millennium. In the night, find the light, Ray. You are not alone, Ray. Every Jedi who ever lived lives in you. He is a political idealist. <laughs> Not a force surrounds him. Let it guide you. Feel the force flowing through you. Fuck, Kefisto. Let it lift you. <laughs> there is no such thing as luck. We stand behind you, Ray. Lies in the force. In the heart of the Jedi lies her strength. Ray, the force will be with you. Always. Don't listen to Kia D. Master cut. How could they have changed that? That is incredible. I'm so bummed now. Flabbergasted. I, I don't know what to say. My my faith in Lucasfilm is shaken. Like and, and I'm with someone that likes that movie, but now I just I, I, I don't know what to do, knowing what could have been. You know, like talk about wasted potential. Soros Bandim and Kia Di Mundi, and how could they do this? 
Oh, boy. I have got to... Well, I know we've got a bunch of voicemails and emails, but i got to go sit in my car and record a video for YouTube. <laughs> I'm a just, rant. I am just so angry right now. <laughs> we'll title it, Can You Believe What He Said To Me? Uh, you know, we're, we'll push through. All right. We'll push through. We'll hear the rest. We'll hear from the rest of our friends. And then to the, to the Nissan where I record my angry star Wars rants. Legit. 100% worst day of my life. This is what, I, I mean, you know, that's I, just how all like that's how all rants like YouTube rants start. I, I was expecting, you know, King Tom to lift me up in these, these dark times. and But he's just exposed the underbelly of one of my favorite entertainment companies in the world. I, I don't know how to deal with it. We'll just have to move on, Will, and do the best we can. Yep. For Soros Bandine and Kia D. Yeah. We can carry the flame for those two characters. That's what we'll do. Well, next up, we're going to hear uh, from... Well, I don't know how else to say it, but it's not King Tom. It's our buddy Tom Sutton. We're hearing from two Toms in a row. Tom's Tom, Tom times two. Another Tom in the court of Toms. Just not the king. Hey, Halls and Will, this is Tom in Sweden. Uh, just calling in to uh, A, answer a question, B, ask a question. Was you asked a little bit about um, wheelchair access in Japan. And um, uh, I have to say, the last time I lived there was 10 years ago. I did visit um, eight years ago as well, but still, it's been a while. But what I can tell you is that um, uh, let's say you spend a lot of your time in Tokyo, there's just so much there that even if like this restaurant or this place maybe is not accessible, you're going to have a hundred other options uh, that will be. Um, for sure, uh, like the way Tokyo is, is it's um, built very vertically. Uh, the buildings are very high, so most of, uh, uh, like a huge percentage of places you want to go will have elevators. Uh, for sure, the biggest toy store in, to in Tokyo has an elevator, so you'd be... Uh, You'd be good to go there. Uh, I can think some of the shrines and temples may be um, a little bit tough to get into. Um, but in general, um, the, all the major train stations have ele have um, elevators as well. So um, I think that if you were concerned, yeah, you might find a thing or two that you couldn't... Uh, there wouldn't be an option, but you, there's just so much there that you're going to find something. All right, uh, my question is, uh, so uh, my friends kindly bought me uh, for my birthday a, a kid's How to Speak Droid with R2-D2, a communication manual book. Nice. Uh, this was a year or two ago. And um, something that I've started doing is, uh, so I work in a heavy metal bar here in Gothenburg, at least for the time being, <laughs> with everything that's going on that's looking shaky. But... Um, uh, I will bring this book to, with, to work with me as a way of injecting a little bit of Star Wars into my daily 
daily life. You know, when you're at work, sometimes you can get a little bit uh, tired or fed up with everything. And um, the fact that I can reach down, press a button, and hear R2-D2's voice uh, brings me a little bit of Star Wars happiness. So I wanted to ask you guys, is there a way that um, you find to bring a little bit of Star Wars happiness into your everyday lives? All right, well, this is uh, Not King Tom signing off. Oh, that's awesome. That's pretty good. Um, So, bringing a little Star Wars into my life, especially at work, like the, the Star Wars podcast, that's how I do it. I listen to Star Wars podcast. I listen to non-Star Wars podcast, but I got a lot of, well, I usually have a lot of time to listen to podcasts at work. Let's hope that continues. Um, and uh, so that's definitely one way. Um, nine times out of ten, I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt. I guess that would be one way. Yeah. I have a Star Wars ringtone on my phone. So every time my phone rings, it plays Ray's theme. Um, I got a big old Star Wars tattoo on my arm. Kind of constantly roll with a little bit of Star Wars somewhere. Uh, oh, another thing that I used to do back in the day when going places was a thing. Um, try to find Star Wars wherever I go. I am I have like a secret talent for being able to know where to find Star Wars in a store or a, pl- a public place in some capacity. It's a good talent to have. Like the last time, or not the last time, when Jesse and I went to Gatlinburg um, last fall, we're, you know, sort of downtown area doing a little shopping and whatnot. And I was like, Oh, I wonder if I can find star Wars stuff anywhere. And we're looking and Jesse was like, I don't know. I don't think you're going to have much luck finding star Wars stuff here. And I saw this shop and I was like, I bet you they got star Wars stuff in there. And we go in and sure enough, big old display case out front or in, you know, like the front walkway. What's in there? Star Wars and Marvel stuff. Found it. What about you? Oh, I don't know. I really don't know, man. Help me out. What's a way that you get a little Star Wars in your in your diet? Your daily dose of Star Wars. Oh, I know another big one for me. So, like, this came from Gatlinburg. Uh, I have this mug, this stainless steel Tervis mug. That's yeah. got, like, the Star Wars logo on it. And, like, the whole thing is sort of painted to look like a star field. And on the other side, it says, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. That's, like, what I drink out of 24-7. Okay. I have a mug that says, best dad in the galaxy. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's and Star awesome. Wars is one of my labels that comes up in my my daily news feed. Yeah. That's, that's, that's probably, another big one. That's probably my, my answer. Yeah. I'd say my Tervis might be the biggest one because I'm always drinking out of that thing. You can ask Jess, like, what do I drink out of it? Everything. Sodi pop, Mio's, water, rinse, add some fresh ice, drinking constantly out of this thing. And again, I have the Star Wars t-shirts. Yeah. I don't wear them every day. And I got this really pimp white pair of uh, <laughs> Sperry's that have the Rebel Crest on them, the red Rebel Crest on them. I, uh, 
I, I, I rarely wear those because I want to keep them so white, but like I take special occasions I wear them. Um, I wore them for the first time to the solo premiere. I know. I in know. California. <clears throat> I think that Star Wars Turvis that I drink out of may be one of my best Star Wars investments ever. As far as... If you use it as much as you say, then I would have yeah. to agree with like I literally have not gone a day without using that damn cup since I got it. Okay. Next up, we've got Rick. Let's hear what Rick has to say. Hey, Oz and Will. Got a uh, kind of silly out there question for you guys. But um, so... You're being hunted by a bounty hunter in Star Wars. Who's hunting you? And what did you do to be hunted? Don't you guys maul on that? Love you both. May that force be with you. Ooh. Ooh. So I got two answers. If I'm being hunted by a Star Wars bounty hunter, one of them could potentially be Bosk. And what did I do to piss off Bosk or get hunted by Bosk? I stole his heat rock. Oh, because he's a lizard. Yeah, like you know when you go into a pet store and you see the iguanas and the the like uh, the other lizards. They've always got like an electric heat rock so they can bask in the heat. Yeah. I stole Bosk's heat rock, and I was like, Psh, "I'm taking this," and he's like, "Oh, motherfucker!" I just like the idea of Bosk like stripping out of his uh, astronaut suit and like laying on a heat rock and everybody's like "Ooh, a naked bosk and he's like bitch i ain't got a dick i'm a lizard i got a cloaca uh or i'm being hunted by boba fett because i won't leave his ass alone <laughs> i'm just constantly like doing the star wars equivalent of a text message just being like man you are so cool this was the last time burkhart <laughs> i've warned you i've warned you burkhart and then you know He's chasing around my Nissan in a Slave One, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Uh, Boba Fett would not be hunting me because he would get me. Like, I want the dumb shit bounty hunter, uh, Toro Calican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's hunting me, and he's and, hunting uh, you because you left a, like a surly uh, comment on his Instagram page. This is like you're lame, and he's like, or I banged his mom, or took his spice run, or something. <laughs> Um. Oh boy, I have a feeling I'm gonna I'm gonna hear about that. There's gonna be a certain Australian very angry with that response. <laughs> Man, that dude knows how to arrange a grassroots campaign for a terrible character. It is impressive and baffling, and impressive, but man. 12% on a Twitter poll. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. <laughs> All right. Let's see. <laughs> Who do we have next? I think we got one more voicemail and then some emails. Okay. Uh, we got our buddy Jim. Let's hear what he has to say. Hawes and Will. How you guys doing tonight? Um, I'm heard about the Rosario Dawson news, and I think that's really cool. 
Um, and I have a bunch of questions and, you know, I think it's just, um, I've got faith in her big time. Um, it's just really risky. There's a lot at stake with, uh, how well it goes. And, uh, I really hope it goes excellent. I think it'd be insane to have a Jedi running around in the, in the Mandalorian. I mean, I, that's the biggest thing that has to settle in with me. But my question is actually just a fun one that's kind of irrelevant, <clears throat> like usual. But uh, my question is, I heard recently it was on like a three-year-old episode of Geek Dudes that um, people go to a certain celebration and they'll name like an extra after one of the people in the audience, the, the contestant winner. So... I just thought that was neat, and I was wondering if you had your choice to name any character that has never been uh, named out loud in a movie, uh, who would you choose to name Hawes and Will? Um, I, it, For me, it would actually be episode two, that one blue-headed dinosaur-looking Jedi that I'm sure probably has a name, but uh, he was about to strike down Dooku, and then Django shot him off the ledge, and he fell backwards. Um, I'd li- I really like the. I've always liked the look of that guy. So that would. That's who I'd want to name. You know, Jedi Jimbo. But uh, how about you guys? You have a great evening and ignite the green. Ooh, so that is a really good question. I like that question. Yeah, I do. So what he's talking about is. Uh, I don't think they've done one in the last couple of um, celebrations, but they used to do the this like panel every celebration that was like behind the scenes of the cantina or something like that, where they would choose someone out of the audience and name, uh, you know, at the time unnamed cantina patreon or patron after. Um, Uh, after that person. And that is really cool. Uh, Who would I want to be named after? Or who would I want named after me, rather? I wish I knew how to describe the guy I'm talking about. In The Force Awakens, right, there is a member of the Resistance who, much like the dinosaur-headed Jedi that Jim was talking about, um probably already has a name but he is like he's an alien and he's got sort of long hair and a beard he operates one of the control screens i think he has like one maybe two tiny pieces of dialogue i wish i could remember or think of a better way to describe this character um that one would be cool like hey let's go ahead and rename old Cleeg lars let's just name him halls lars <laughs> That'd be cool. Let's go that. ahead and do that. No one would notice. Uh, Muftak, the weak way. No, he's not a weak way. What is he? What is a weak way? Weak way is uh, from Jabba Selbarge. Don't fuck this up. Don't fuck <laughs> this up, Hulls. Do not fuck this up. He's not a weak way. He is not a weak way. Uh, what is Muftak? Muftak. Muftak. Fuck. That's what I would rename Muftak Halls, and I can't remember his alien species. It's a, it might be something like a Taz or T A L Z Talls, 
See, there you go. Talls, halls. Yeah, that rhymes. Muff tack. What do you? What would you be, Will? I, I would hate to like. I don't know. We're talking about renaming them after myself. Yes. Okay. I was like one of the characters I really liked that doesn't get enough screen time that did in the Clone Wars was uh, Opo Rancisus. I really like his name, the Snake oh, Jedi Master. Opo Rancis is that? I know who you're talking about. I'm oh. not 100 percent sure how to pronounce the name, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Okay, I thought I, he's awesome, and I would name him after myself if his name weren't already so cool, right? I think that's that's probably one of the more pimp. Star Wars names, in my opinion, but uh, other than that, I would. Um, oh God! And the the guy in the Force Awakens, the huge guy with the tusks and the oh, chick yeah. sitting in his lap. Yeah, that looks like, like Bosk after he came out of quarantine. I'd name him Wee Wee Tihan. Wee Wee Tihan. Yeah, beautiful. That would be his name. Beautiful. That is a cool character. It was one of the characters we got like a real early look at. Like, I'm sure he's got a name, you oh, know, because he's sure. on screen for long enough to have a name. I'm trying <laughs> to think of like to me, it's got to be real obscure. The people that are on screen but don't have names, you know. Yeah, and, and now I'm trying to think of extras in the scene. Extras in the scene. Yeah, and in the age of the visual dictionary, it seems like just about everything has a name. So it's you kind of have. Or they're to go. filling them with fucking John Williams and shit. <laughs> All right, we got an email from Utah. Dougie. Ah, Dougie. Uh, He says, uh, just had a 5.7 earthquake in Utah on top of all the crazy panic from COVID-19. Got my kids and packed a 72-hour go bag. We are safe and healthy, just worried about stupid people. If you were to pack a 72-hour go bag Star Wars style, what would it be? I'd throw in a good blaster, thermal detonator, a weird pack of X of X-wing MRE, back to spray, grappling gauntlets, and the and powdered blue milk. Ooh, like he's he's covering all okay. the good shit. This is a great question. Yeah, by the way, this is Will. Like this is Will's jam. This is my jam. Uh, I would definitely have a heavy blaster with the rifle extension parts that Han. That it came with before it became Hans. Um, I don't know that I would carry thermal detonators, but I would definitely carry like power backups to power my droids or recharge, you know, gun ammo or whatever. Uh, a navigation tool like a navcom hmm. or a sat link or something like that. Uh, definitely rations. Maybe. Maybe if I had a droid, I would make sure they had like a condenser so they could make water from anywhere. Um, and then like whatever the Star Wars version of toilet paper is, like a sonic sonic bidet, if you will. So my go bag, lightsaber. So civilized. That's all you need. What else do you need after that? And it kind of seems like, you know, in most situations, if you get into a hairy situation, you whip out a lightsaber People are going to be like, holy shit, that's a lightsaber. And then if they continue to get rowdy, you handle things with your lightsaber. You cut off an arm. So, and you make sure not to... Uh, lightsaber. Not to, uh, what is it, carterize the wound. <laughs> lightsaber, some Uncar Putt uh, portions, 
and we, and we ain't talking quarter portions. We're talking full-on portions. Like, you know those portions he lays on the counter when he's trying to buy BB-8 from Ray? Yeah. That's what I'm putting in my go bag. We eating lots of bread tonight, boys. <laughs> Green, p- puffy bread. Uh, so, so some of those. Uh, definitely back to spray like Utah Dougie talked about. We didn't even know that was really a thing until the Mandalorian. And look yeah, how well IG eighty eight pulled it. Oh, not eighty eight. Oh, IG 11. eleven. And think of and think how well that worked. Let's say that dude from a fucking lethal concussion, brain injury, traumatic yeah. brain injury. That thing healed. Yeah, yeah. So definitely taking that. One um, minute he's like, I don't think I can walk. I can't think so good. And the next minute he's putting the plan together to get out of there. A uh, couple Mandalorian gauntlets. I like that idea, but not just, not just the grappling one. We got to have the dart shooting, uh, flamethrower one too. So, pretty set. Man, I don't, I don't know anything else. You know, maybe some sort of astro droid to make sure you know. Find yeah, definitely way, a droid. Do some translating if need be. Fix some stuff. All right. Uh, next up, we got one from Dylan. And hit the, the, the subject is something we like to do around here, Will. It's a little cock-a-duty speculating. Mm. Hope you guys are holding up well during the quarantine. Find time for more speculating. So I saw the news about Rosario Dawson possibly joining Mando Season 2 as Ahsoka. There had also been some rumors that WWE star Sasha Banks had filmed for the season as well. Now, I admit I'm not as caught up on Rebels and Clone Wars as most fans, but Sasha looks like she would cast a great Sabine Wren. I know her and Ahsoka are involved, but I don't know to what extent. Maybe you could help with this one and shed some light on how they could both play in, but I figured those characters could help resolve both the child storyline and the Darksaber. Anyways, thanks for the time. Keep on keeping on, Dylan. Those would be two ends to wrap up in a neat way. Um, so, uh, the thing with... So, th- th- we were kind of talking about it earlier. It really depends on when in the timeline it falls. If this is not... Um, if this is set before Ahsoka and Sabine head off to find Ezra then you can get away without mentioning or, or having Sabine involved. If it's after that, say like on their way out of the galaxy to find Ezra, they run across the uh, the Mandalorian, then you got to have Sabine. And I'm not familiar with Sasha Banks, so you know I don't know how that goes as far as a casting for Sabine. <clears throat> but Sabine's status, like as a Mandalorian, as being so integral to the Mandalorian story in Rebels, I feel like they got to show up at some point. You would think. Or at least be addressed at some point. She wielded the Darksaber before. Yeah, like he had to get it somehow. Yeah, and, and you know, between between Sabine having it and Moff Gideon having it, Bo-Katan had it, right? So she's already handed it off to Bo-Katan, but I still think... There's definitely room for Sabine to fit into this series, and that would be real cool to see. I would love to see a live-action take on her armor, like how they would 
uh, translate that armor to live action for the Mandalorian. Yeah. I think that could be really cool. I agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. It really comes down to the issue of the timeline. And then with this supposed, you know, animated C- series coming out that's going to deal with Ahsoka and Sabine, like, I don't know. Maybe this is all set before, like, maybe the Mandalorian is all set before they leave. Yeah. And that might be the, the easiest explanation and the cleanest way to do that, but I don't know. It would be the easiest, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see what else we got. I think we got uh, Brad. Brad H. Hey, Halls. I'm not sure if you checked these before the show or not, but on a serious note, if you or any of your friends slash loved ones require the use of albuterol, metered dose inhalers for allergies or asthma, now's the time to get more. There appears to be a rising shortage, and as a father that has a child that has asthma, this could be a terrifying prospect. All the best in these trying times, Brad H. Excellent advice, Brad H. Uh, good to know. I did not know that. And, uh, you know, knowing is half the battle. It is. If you're listening and that is of, uh, it pertains to you, then definitely look into that. I've been seeing people talk about this week. Man, it's weird. Like, I haven't been getting any robo calls. And that has not happened to me. I'll have to admit, like, my weird, spammy phone calls have gone down a good bit. But I've also seen people be like, I'm not getting spam mail anymore. That is not the case for me. I'm really? sitting here trying to go through the spam mail, wade through the spam mail to see if I'm missing. We got one from our buddy, Billy Bob. Josh, a.k.a. Billy Bob. Hey, Halls and Will, I know it's a little late, but just wanted to drop in and wish Halls a happy birthday. Thank you, buddy. Hope everything is great with you guys. I am very excited for the Rise of Skywalker release on disc. Clone Wars has been pretty good so far this season as well. Anyways, hope the birthday went great, Halls, and hope y'all have a great week. Stay safe and stay healthy. And may the force be with you, Josh, a.k.a. Billy Bob. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. And same to you, my dude. I think that is it. If I can, if I haven't missed something because I'm getting a ton of fucking, well, it's not necessarily, yeah, it's junk mail. Oh my god! Adidas, Yeezy Boost, thirty, Yeezy Boost, three eighty missed, bro. I can't be affording no Yeezys now. I'm worried about my job. I ain't trying to buy four hundred dollar pair of sneakers, or however much those things cost. He's trying to sell sixty dollar hoodies at Costco. Who? Oh, Yeezy. Really? Kanye. Man. That better be a good damn hoodie. I'm pretty sure they're just gray. Like, they're like monocolor. Hmm. Look like a, a, a Gildans or a, <laughs> um, you know, just like your run-of-the-mill gray hoodie from Walmart. You know, like a, a faded glory. <laughs> faded glory. Well, guys, I think that does it for us this week. Thank you so much to all our wonderful listeners. Absolutely. Who- uh, emailed in or sent voicemails in. I hope all you guys, all you listeners out there are doing the best you can right now. Stay safe. 
stay sane as possible. And uh, there's an end. Yeah. I can't tell you how soon, but I can tell you there's an end. Boy, my anxiety hope it's re- sooner rather than later. Boy, my anxiety could use a break. I could use g- some good news. You know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> I was telling Jesse today, uh, I feel like it has been weeks since it's been good news, not bad news. So let's get some good news rolling. Like, uh, you know what? Lucasfilm just come out tomorrow. Ah, you know, I, I guess it you know, I saw an article where UK people are upset that they didn't get all of the Mandalorian at once. And I'm That's like, up. bro, I had to watch it a week at a time and you're too good. Well, just because you got high tea in the queen, you can get it all at once. No, it's not that it. I, and I agree with them. It's already been. Sh- so there's no like it's already been released everywhere else. So why are they making them wait? week to week i get it if it if the roles were reversed if it came out in england in uh november and they were like here's one episode a week and then you know we would know all about the mando and and quill and baby yoda because it was inescapable then why hold it back for week to week i i see the business angle of it of maintaining I mean, like, you're talking about people not having things to talk about week to week. Like, I mean, every week you can talk about the new episode, you know? Yeah. Because the water cooler conversation effect to it was cool. The fact that we didn't have to wait a week to talk about it, let everybody watch it, you know, and do the no spoiler thing. That was good to me. Yeah, I get it. But it's it's also, like... And it's, I get that it's not fair. Like I get that part. I get it. It's if this was, if it was a worldwide release, then yeah, do it week to week. Like I, I'm fine with that. But it's all out. People are stuck in doors and stuff, and just give them all the Mandalorian, dude. I, I, I agree with them. Like I, I do think it's a little silly. If this was a matter of not wanting to give it all up at once and keep things secret and stuff, fine, do that. But cat's out of the bag at this point yeah that is true <laughs> anyways uh if you haven't already leave us a five-star review on youtube or itunes it really helps us out as you can tell i'm a little scatterbrained tonight I'd be fucking up all over the place uh, if you like the band if you like our theme song then please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music, they're Stoned Cobra, and you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. And until next week, this has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us.